season uh same uh yeah truly same i i actually i haven't been able to say this uh for y- literally years now but i'm actually looking forward to cancer season to what season cancer season say it again <gasps> oh i'm actually looking yeah i'm actually looking forward to cancer season because um the last couple of years, we've had cancer season all messed up with uh, the cardinal squares, and we had Cap Saturn, and we had all these crazy outer planets in all these cardinal signs, and now the fixed signs this year are getting the worst of it. Um, but that being said, this cancer season is about to be the first cancer season that's not dealt with. Like the only cap, the only thing we have in uh, left in a cardinal sign right now is Pluto, which that's fine, whatever. But like, uh, wow, I'm just excited. It's not fine for anyone going through a Pluto transit right now, though. Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> included as well, but uh, yeah. at least at least the the beginning of Cancer season is safe. Away yeah, from, I'm gonna- away from the outer tra- the like later degree Pluto just hanging out. I agree. I'm kind of stoked for cancer season. Like, I feel like this Gemini season was really hard to get through. And then the, like, between Mercury retrograde in its domicile in Gemini, uh, and then all of this eclipse, and then the eclipse energy did not help at all. Like, listeners, when Shannon and I said we needed to not record on the day of the eclipses, it was for our benefit because you know who suffered and found out what happens when you do things around a, sol- <laughs> a solar eclipse? A pretty your Jesus. About, I was going to say, are you going to talk about our, our witchy queen lord? <laughs> she's pretty – she's kind of like a prettier Jesus. I'm like a prettier Jesus. Prettier um, Jesus. Yeah. I uh, – yeah. Wow. So lord, yeah, she released that new song, but – it kind of fumbled like the the release was awkward uh because again she which okay so it's funny because okay i love lord literally so much Same. and i will take anybody who loves anything witchy all the time however it is kind of funny to me how the first time she like really is thrown out there like 
I'm releasing things with the natural calendar. The first release she chooses is an eclipse, square Jupiter and Neptune, and conjunct Mercury retrograde. Like, that's that was the one you picked? Like, you couldn't... You could, Who's her astrologer? Like, like I understand. I get it. Because she did mention it in her little thingy that she wrote about the release where she's like, you look for the natural calendar for clues. Isn't it cool that it's a solar eclipse a day? And I'm just like, yeah, girl, but it's also Mercury retrograde. And you're like putting something out on streaming. This is not a good release. Yeah. And what's also kind of interesting about the Mercury retrograde, obviously the tech stuff, but the reception of the song itself um is kind of mixed like people are weirdly like not into it as much uh as many of the past lord songs and albums uh i think i think everybody was wanting their um sad dramatic lord to come back but i think she's, she's in a great place yeah, like she's not sad and also she's not like a teenager anymore like the last album she released, she wrote when she was, like, 19. So it's, like, she's kind of a an adult now. Also, if she's, she's 24. She's in a first house here. She's made it all the way through that cycle out of her 12th house here where she ran away. <laughs> just like To Antarctica. Um, and so that being said, I think she's just fine, y'all. And she doesn't – she wants to make different music or music that's something that recognizes – her growth because also first of all i do think it sounds like a lord song it just sounds like an a beach lord song it gives me green light energy it gives me, it gives like, me perfect places like, oh yes we perfect are places. in the place yeah we're in the place in perfect places where she's just like i mean perfect places still is kind of a downer because it's like what the fuck are perfect places anyway but she like that joyous energy and i remember seeing her in concert like the way she ended her set with perfect places was to be like, I want you all that sadness and heartache that you've been carrying throughout the night. I want you to just dance it out. And it was like, at least when I saw her in Philly, it was like wow. magical. Like people were dancing in the aisles. Like that's so cool. Um, it was really, really cool. Like she was <sighs> my first concert that I splurged. I went alone. So Ooh, I was yes. like, I'm going to get floor seats worth because it. I'm going to this alone. <laughs> and so worth it. And it was, yeah, it was so worth it. I like made like really nice friends because I was like sitting alone in this, like whenever I go to concerts alone. I always get like pseudo like adopted by a nice group of people to just be like, you want to hang out with us? I'm like, oh my God, you guys are so nice. And then I never speak to them again. Of course. Which is like, yeah, which is kind of like sweet on its own. But yeah, that's how I felt about solar. Yeah, that's how I felt about solar power. Like everyone's like, why isn't she sad anymore? I was like, did you listen to the whole album? Like Mello Drama, she goes through the process of releasing Yep, this inner turmoil. Although I am a little upset that when she said, you're all going to watch me disappear into the sun, I did not think she meant literally for four years. I literally love that. Uh, I'm so offended. She disappears and then she emerges of the sun. It's like truly, it is really honestly – it's very awesome. I'm into it. Yeah, um, a very similar thing happened to Taylor. Remember, reputation yeah. was all dark and moody and angsty, her literal Mars remediation. And then what's the opening track for Lover? I forgot that you existed. Like, it's like all um, that stuff. You're like, I'm over she it. almost 
Yeah, she almost named Lover Daylight. Wow. Yeah. So that like this is so a natural good. that this is just like a natural part of this is a natural part of the storytelling that they're telling. Wow, I'm this, like yeah. Sorry, I'm building an alternate universe in my head where that album is called Daylight and like the whole vibe shifts to me. Yeah, she said it was like a little um, too on the nose to call it daylight, but daylight was something she was really thinking about doing. Wow. Yeah, that was just so like crazy. too on the nose. That's so crazy, Venus of her girl. It's okay to be on the nose. That's like the album that makes like it. That like makes sense in my brain. I know, especially with a the aesthetic more. of everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. it's so frustrating. I think that's her. I think it's her, like with the whole why does Taylor Swift pick the singles that she picks? I think it's her Aquarius Venus overthinking and tripping it up. I, and Virgo Midheaven. Oh my, and, overthinking, yeah. overthinking the songs that she presents to the public. Like thinking like, too hard. Which ones are the first ones out? Wow. Because yeah. Daylight is on my list of one of my my ever growing but slowly growing because i'm very very picky but daylight is on my list of one of my in my opinion my best taylor swift songs of all time uh, i love daylight it's one I of my favorite like, yeah it's a it's a great pick great pick. wow well anyway um that being said i also <laughs> speaking of daylight and also many other taylor swift songs and other popular songs by female artists um I have a little bone to pick with the internet right now. Oh, yes. I will um, just listen. Because I fully support. Um, so, all right, everybody. Um, I just need everybody to sit real quick if you're like, just, 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 just like sit. Okay. So, um, for some reason, the internet thinks that it's time because they don't like the new Lord song to start bashing Jack Anson off. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know how we – and especially I feel about Jack Antonoff. Um, I think he is a very great producer. He makes amazing music with both himself and others. Um, and I think that he's great. So he has arguably made some of the best of Taylor's music. And not even Taylor, but like many other of artists, you know, he's arguably made albums of theirs that Everybody has agreed to be amazing, including melodrama. Uh, you know, part of not he only did a few songs on 1989, but then he did almost all of Lover, did almost all like a lot of reputation. Um, and of course, obviously, folklore nevermore. So all of those albums are like really well regarded universally now. Taylor Swift, she's kind of somewhat shedding, obviously, we're still getting her like misogyny label. The, labels misogyny puts on her but like for the most part people are kind of admitting they like taylor swift especially with the um remember the, the spotify birth charts and everybody was all the taylor swift sons i was like i see you I see everybody but anyway okay that being said um everybody thinks that it's time to hate on jack antonoff because he seems to be working with a lot of women um and people are particularly saying you know oh like why should women be working with the man like especially like a mediocre white man and, uh, like, he is trying to replicate a sound of someone else's, you know, just, like, the famous album, a.k.a. trying to replicate St. Vincent or Taylor Swift to other people. And, you know, if he's going to do what he did to Folklore or this and this, then, like, uh, like, I, I, I'm just, like, stressed because I don't know why, first of all, people have to assume that 
like look Look, I am always here to shit on shitty men. But Jack Antonoff has done absolutely nothing. Like, literally nothing. Jack is one of those people that you, like, look up. And the only thing he did that is annoying is date Lena Dunham. But we all got duped by her at the time. And he dumped her whenever all her stuff stuff came out. And he's been single from her for quite a while. So it's just, like, there's nothing else. Literally nothing. And I feel so good saying this because a i've been following him for literally since i was 18 in high school so over 10 years um but i also have a friend who used to work for his sister and has met all of them and says the whole family is amazing like super sweet people all of them are great i'm honestly also trying to by the way use her to eventually get a birth time (laughs) (laughs) but anyway i just wish that everybody could please chill um if you don't like the music that's one thing cool opinions honestly great love them discourse great whatever but like lumping jack in with shitty people one of which we will be discussing today um those types of shitty producers, those types of shitty managers, those types of shitty men in the industry that take advantage of women. Jack is actively making sure all of these women own their songs. All of these women have production credit, have right obviously writing credit, but like they they're all over it. He is merely <coughs> the what is it? He's merely the like um the messenger, right? Also, but, Jack yeah. Antonoff writes in like I mean, one of the reasons why he does terrible thrills mm. is because he imagines all of he said in several interviews that the reason why terrible thrills is a thing is because he imagines a lot of his songwriting in women's voices and all of them feature women voices. Yeah. Um, also, know- his sound engineer is Laura Sissick, if I'm saying her last name correctly. Like he has worked with her for years. Literally on um, all of his music. Yeah. And he um, – yeah, and if you don't know what terrible thrills is, what he does, and he's been doing this since Steel Train. His his literal – y'all, his Tumblr name was Terrible Thrills. That was his handle, like Terrible Thrills stuff Tumblr. Um, but <laughs> – I I know. Um, But he makes these albums of his own music, but reproduced with women singing. And he somewhat tweaks the, uh, you know, the music of it. But for the most part, it's a cover of the song and it's fucking cool. But anyway, so I don't see why, like, look, I also, okay, (laughs) I'm gonna say this too. Think about the people that know and like and work with Jack Antonoff. Taylor Swift, Lord, obviously the popular ones. But then I think of people like the Chicks, a.k.a. the Dixie Chicks, if you don't know them. Um, but you know often, you know. But the Chicks work with them. Work Sarah Bareilles. Sarah Bareilles and her – Sarah Bareilles in her biography said he was incredible people. to work with. Like Sarah Bareilles was like, he is incredible to work with. Like she said she had such a hard time finding like – um, a, a, a songwriter to really collab on. She's like, mm. I loved working with Jack. It was so much fun. I felt so safe. I felt like things were great. Um, yeah, I, I remember reading that wow. in like her biography, um, Songs by Me or something like that. Sounds Like Me or something like that. It was like right before Waitress came out. Mm. Um, she wrote a book. Um, and it was like essays wow. about her life, which was pretty good. But Jack Antonoff got a really nice shout out in that. 
Oh, well, see, exactly. And like that is the thing. And that's kind of thankfully I have seen, you know, the defending discourse also online. But like people that's exactly what people have been mentioning. Like, finally we have a man that is working in this industry who's very talented and clearly makes good movies. I mean, shit, he's have literally Grammy winning albums now. Um, and songs, even of his own accord, fun won fucking Grammys. Like you know like he's been on that grammy stage before taylor he was producing music y'all like hello go listen to his music like he doesn't just make music for other people he's not just trying to be the industry dude to just create these women no these women have fully realized personas and are bringing them to jack and feeling safe and good to work with him why the fuck do we have to assume it's a bad thing. Like, the also, it's like several so people work with him as well. Like Bruce so Springsteen, he got the boss to work with him. His literally, so many, hero. so many. He, he, um, he was. He is just. Look, I just, I just am. Look, I just, I, I'm seeing the. So when I see the discourse, I get a little. I get my yes, cancer Mars yes, blusters from a baby. Aware. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I um, just want everyone to know that y'all need to chill. Uh, and no one is trying to make him no one is trying to make Lord Taylor Swift or St. Vincent uh, and also sometimes people can take influence from these artists and it's fine Lord would it make sense to me that she would want some St. Influ- Vincent influence they are similar like also, people have taken influence from Lord. Like everyone yeah. talks about how Pure Heroin was a defining uh, album because it it impacted a lot. Um, we talk about like so good artists borrow from each other from whatever medium, and that that's is, like a form of flattery. And it's um, never, it's not new. Like it's we've been, been doing this forever. Ta- it's a tale as old as time. Yep. Long story short, we are literally. We, long story short, we love Jack Antonoff. Um, you will not find us slandering him on this podcast. And you will never find us slandering Lord. Yes. <laughs> and her music. Her music was good. The song was good. So, yeah, I'm anyway. a big fan of Solar Power. Um, I am too. I listen to it so- and I'm like, Solar Power. I think it's so good. All right. Whew. All right. I'm cooled off. Mm-hmm. We're good. <laughs> Yeah, long story short, uh, we love the new Lord song. The chaos of the rollout was chaos to withhold, to behold, and yes. we love and oh, can't wait to see Jack and Bleachers in the fall. So, oh my god, yes, we love him, and hopefully so, he helps with the mm-hmm. vault songs. One can hope. Um, so. Continuing our little like check in. So, as always, we always on our episode, we tell you on the date, and there's a special anniversary for today. So, we are recording oh today, June 16, 2009. Um, <laughs> and about 12 it's years 20, ago, it's 2021. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow. Mercury retrograde. No, it's fine. We are literally time traveling. It's fine. It's great. Okay, it's June 16, 2021, <laughs> which means 12 years ago, June 16, 2009, hey. the, an iconic song dropped at the mm. CMT Awards. Do you know what I'm talking about, Shannon? Oh. <laughs> the Fever Dream itself, Thug, Thug Story, story Thug featuring story, Taylor Swift and T-Pain <laughs> as the opener for the CMT Awards. Sorry, I'm a make you. Straight to the top, yo. Sorry, I'm a take you. Call me T-Speezy, now I'm a rap 
is truly a fever dream. Everyone go listen and watch, find the video. It's something to also behold. Yeah, it's really chaotic. (laughs) In honor of this episode, in honor of this momentous occasion, and because, like, I'm obsessed with this because I'm dying it's just to know. like it's just it's a straight out of a fever dream. Like you just watch it and you're like, "What did I just watch?" Um, I pulled up the charts for Taylor's. I literally uh, transit have to at the, see time. the transit. Oh my yeah. god! I dude, dude, dude. I know, dude, I know, dude. I know. Can I tell you what I saw right away first before you go and your cold react? Yes. Okay. Uh, first thing I clocked right away was. Fucking moon, moon Uranus conjunction in her fifth house. An out of nowhere hit, an out of nowhere collab. Like no one could have seen Literally, this coming. And she's having so much fun. I immediately was like when I was watching this video, because again, it's one of those things you watch and it doesn't feel real. Like it doesn't feel <laughs> like it's something that should be happening. It doesn't feel like we deserve it like i don't know it's like it's a lot of everything so um just watching her rap you're like and she can do that and she's like she's not even really rapping she's like and i knit sweaters yeah and i stay up late yeah (laughs) yeah but even like the first verse like she has some she does some really stellar wordplay yeah that hints, I mean, she, well, she Taylor is Swift Taylor is nothing Swift. if not a, a wordy nerd bitch. <laughs> I love you so much. But oh my God. Yeah, yeah. But she, it's so funny that. And so it's, so yeah, again, moon conjunction. So the transiting moon and transiting Uranus both were, uh, were in Pisces, which is funny because if you think about it, that transit, the, since it's a Uranus transit to anyone, like the world was experiencing the moon Uranus transit. Right. And Taylor mm-hmm. gives us this. So, of course, it's like that is something that I would have been sitting watching, being like, wow, this is definitely my moon Uranus transit right now, watching this weird ass <laughs> thing. Like, you know? <laughs> and Andrew Swift does, a, does an appearance at one point. Yeah, yeah. the mom shows up. I'm, I'm amazing. It's um, amazing. Which, again, the, the moon involved, we got to have the mom. But what else is good, too? is literally in the house of partnerships seventh house is a a venus mars conjunction in taurus uh so i think it is funny venus and mars representing the classic man woman right and we've got this like duo that's a female (laughs) and a man recording but it's also a taurus detriment mars and detriment mars with wow wait a minute domicile venus yeah and what i was just saying about t-pain's chart is t-pain's chart itself has a bunch of detriments like it has sun and detriment it has or no sun and fall venus and fall like it has all of these like weird but meanwhile taylor's chart you know she's got the venus uh she's the venus and domicile one even not in her chart but doesn't t-pain have a venus mars conjunction in his chart oh he does it's in Virgo. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Love that. Yeah, folks. Look up T Pain's chart. There's not. Un- there's. Wild. It's an unconfirmed time, but it's still fun, especially with the context of this chart. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I like when wild you pointed times. out the Venus Mars conjunction in her seventh house. Like that's T Pain. <laughs> that's T Pain. He has literally that. So. So dead on. Well, that's wow. hilarious. So loved that day. Um, and we will continue with our 
Astro Take Cast. Astro Take Cast. <laughs> With, uh, well, so um, speaking of, so when we were talking earlier about producers we love, there's also. There's he's not a really theory. a producer, but he's a manager. He's a he's an agent. He's a shitty person. He's um, Swifty enemy number one. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I want to say his name, but I'm going to say it. Maybe I'll just bleep it out whenever we talk about it. LOL Scooter. Um, also, who names their kids Scooter? Or who chooses the nickname Scooter? I don't care if it was named or nicknamed. Either way, I'm like, why? Why? That is a, that is a, that is a vehicle, a toy, a Scooter. Wow. The reason why we are bringing this person's name up and their chart is because there's currently a theory on in the Swifty in the Swifty fandom that Taylor is going to drop 1989 on June 18th, aka Scooter Braun's birthday. Uh, and it's a Friday this year, which is why the theory yes. is extra lit. Like it's uh, or actual- some kind of an announcement. Yeah, like it's an actual possibility because of the the timing wise, right? Like a Friday also, drop. But it's 15 years since debut Oof. on Saturday. Oof. So it's just like a certain timing. What? So I wanted to look at the transits for Taylor for June 18, 2021, kind of similar to what we did for what was it like April 30th or something? We were like Yeah, April, I think it was 430. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that sounds right. So we're going to do similar exercise. We're going to look at Taylor's transits for June 18, 2021, try to kind of gauge whether or not we agree with the June 18 theory. And by next week's episode, we'll know if we're clowns or not. And then also we'll dive in to since it is on Scooter Braun's birthday. We'll go a little bit into his chart and then kind of see the transits for Taylor, uh, the synastry between Scooter and Taylor. So that's going to, and yeah. that'll wrap up our Astro take ass. But so as I mentioned, June 18, 2021, pulling it up for Taylor's chart. Uh, Shannon, what are your thoughts um, as you're looking through it? Well, I am looking at transiting. Is that that many? I mean, sun's in her, sun's in her eighth house. Yeah, and it's sun, eighth house perfection year. But it's still Mercury retrograde. I know. And it's leaving. Uh, it's really close to being direct, but not quite yet. Um, the mm-hmm. only, like, the only thing that I'm really seeing, like, as a potential, like, pro for a drop is, like, Mars and Leo in the 10th house, Moon in her 11th house, um, Venus had just crashed I was gonna her, say, yeah, can- Venus on her Chiron. Yeah, yeah, and it's still real close to Chiron, too, so there's, again, that, like, healing of the wound thing, but- it is Jupiter and Pisces season. Yeah. Still, just, but it's going to it's going to go backwards and it's going to retrograde. Yeah. And ooh, you know what's interesting about wow, I hadn't even really considered this yet in like transits in general with Taylor, but Chiron is transiting her 6th house right now and she's like going through and dredging up and healing all of this like stuff that she didn't actually get to do during her day-to-day work life because this isn't She's fixing the re-records are the public thing that we get from it, but there's so many other behind the scenes normal work shit like within like all of the paperwork, all of this stuff, all these things that's happening behind the scenes in her day to day life in this AKA six house stuff. And so it's funny that the Chiron Chiron right now is transiting her sixth, and I feel like it's going to keep its transit while she releases these. 
But wouldn't it be mm-hmm. wild if she started? Because we don't know when the re-recording conversation really started. Like we can kind of right. gauge. But like, wouldn't it be nuts if like the seeds of it started when Chiron entered her sixth house? I wonder if it did. Honestly, like Chiron and Aries was not that long like Chiron entering Aries wasn't that long ago like Like, was it around when Kelly Clarkson tweet happened I will just have to look it up right now (laughs) we'll have to look it up but like I wonder if like this as you're pointing out this Chiron transit through her sixth house is the re-record story yeah Maybe. It definitely is. Chiron and Aries transit date, February <laughs> February 17th, 2019. That's like not that long ago. <laughs> February um, 17, 2019. So apparently there was like a retrograde right before and it may have dipped in a little earlier. But not for that long. So yeah, it was any- at the beginning. It was essentially at the beginning of Aries Chiron. Wow. Iconic. That's okay, nuts. wow. So anyway, that's happening on Taylor Swift's uh Good on eye. that day. Uh thank you. <laughs> Good um, eye. But anyway, as far as this date, I actually really don't like I don't. I don't, I don't know. Do I'm kind of like that would be funny, especially because like I would love it, but we love we love our 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 mother, but she she can be a little petty. Oh yeah. So um, I think this would be a great way, but I just don't know. Yeah, the only thing that really makes me nervous about it is like Mercury. It's Mercury retrograde still, and so if anything, I mean, I guess Mercury retrograde releasing a an album or like the re release, it actually kind of makes sense. But or it's just yeah, or what? Or what if it's just like the the just like the love story, but just like the fearless rollout, yeah. it was just like a big hit, and the Mercury retrograde of that event is that it's a song we have already heard before. God, if she dropped something like Blank Space, I would be living. I think, I think it's gonna be wildest dream because of that oh, spirit good. untamed movie. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be that. It would be so wild if it was like out of the woods or new romantics, though. I love oh new God. romantics. I love new romantics, too. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. oh, well, we'll see. I'm intrigued, but let's look at Scooter. Yeah, so uh, for this listening, Scooter Braun, according to Wikipedia, was born June 18, 1981. Time is unknown. Um, and just going to run through some of his, his big six, uh, big five, because we don't have an ascendant. Uh, this makes him a Gemini sun. He's pretty firmly a Capricorn moon, which is interesting. Uh Gemini, Mars, Pisces, oh, Cancer, Mercury, Cancer, Venus, um, where's this Jupiter? Oh, is that a Mercury retrograde in his chart, I see? I do. It's there. Look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. And he's a Libra, Saturn, and also, a Libra, Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, Libra, Jupiter. So, yeah, just gonna run through. Wow, that Jupiter, Saturn is like yeah. 
a blessing. Then no wonder, fuck him. <laughs> he has so much. That's why, like the the amount of money, like he can mm-hmm. just buy out other artists' catalogs. Plus, um, Saturn is in detriment in Libra, uh, and or not in detriment. No, no, Saturn is exalted Ex- in Libra. Exalted. Wow. Wow. And it's ruled by Cancer Venus. Jesus. Which is also a Jupiter Which is why he exalted. buys art. He buys other song artists yep. catalog, hoarding it for like money. He's also and then selling getting, it and merging things. Yeah. The cap, the because it's he's got that opposition to his moon. Cap. You know who also has the same oppositions, but not the same planets? Taylor Swift. Yeah, this is fascinating to look at with these two. And of course he's a Gemini. Like, god damn, why do you have to be so stereotypically Gemini, dude? Um but he has a Gemini sun opposite Neptune. Mm -hmm. That's chaotic. Having to be on opposite sides of celebrities and their art. Yep. Also, um, can we clock in that Uranus? Um, is that Neptune or Uranus? Sorry, I can't see. In Scorpio or in in Scorpio no. opposite his Taurus Chiron. Yeah, that's Scorpio. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and just Uranus. the fact that he has Chiron in Taurus, which would be in Taylor's seventh house, Jesus which could be Christ. house of open uh, partnerships, but also open, open enemies, enemies, and how yeah. they started out in good terms and then became enemies open enemies openly known to hate each other and honestly chiron and taylor seventh he's ending up kind of with the shit end of the stick like (laughs) he's the one with the bad reputation he's the one with the you know everyone kind of knows he's a slime ball like everyone's shitting on him at least her fans like it's interesting yeah yes oh it was uranus and scorpio maybe yes Uh, i cannot see tonight it's almost over. Mercury retrograde's almost over. I literally cannot wait. When I posted Same. that Mercury retrograde board, I was just like, I am so glad. I could not wait another day. It's I just needed over. that thing to be out into the ether. Yeah, um, go follow on Twitter because everyone's doing great content, especially Emily. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I just love everyone playing bingo. I love bingo. Um, yeah. So do you want to move on to yeah. the sinistry? So we've oh, got well, a hinted. Yeah, I was gonna say we've got a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, oh well, look—they have a mutual Chiron moment with his Chi- her, his Chiron really close to her descendant, and her Chiron on his Venus. Yep. And, and how she's wounding Mercury like is on her moon. She's, well, that Chi- her Chiron on his Venus, and how she's essentially devaluing his. The money, like she by re-recording, she's devaluing yeah. the worth of her originals, mortally wounding his like money stake. Yep. Also, wow, look at that wow. moon opposition. Yep. Oh, are they exact moon opposites? Really close. Oh my god, I didn't even clock that. I just thought like whole yeah, sign. She has be. the one one degree cancer and he's nine, so very close. This really makes me think of look what you made me do for some yeah. reason. Like and so like uh I got I got harder, I got smarter in the nick of time. I come in from the dead, I do it do it all the time. Well look I at got, yeah, I know you're right. Sorry, look at how 
fucking his all the 12th house all of his otters are in her 12th house like yeah this almost even further confirms her own chart being scorpio rising with the fact that jupiter saturn and and his pluto are all in her 12th and he clearly fucked her over the secret enemy she did not see it coming yeah you think that the seventh house enemy is clear with him, but it's like, no, they became seventh house enemies eventually, but he had to be the the twelfth house enemy for a while first. It's and the long haul Saturn, he took that long haul. Yep. Also, his Uranus yep. is exact on her ascendant. So wow. And it's interesting, like going back to the look what you made me do lyrics now that we think about like when with oppositions at least for me like how i've been thinking about oppositions lately it's like it's not about one side winning it's about coming you have to like carve out what works for you and what that looks like and for taylor like in this kind of like relationship she was like yeah you know what like i did have to think like him and but i had to do it my way like yep. i'm going to i had to think like how would i how could I reclaim what's mine, but also make it so he doesn't benefit from what I have anymore? And it was re-recording all six albums. Yep. So it's interesting. Like she almost had to like assume the CEO, business mogul, music industry, exec persona that he has, but she – but part of that coming to terms with the opposition – is coming is making that what does it look like for her because she is kind of taking some things out of his playbook but just not but not exact i got harder i got smarter in the nick of time right yeah Nah, it's good that's interesting makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. anyway but yeah wow what a time so man screw that guy so uh <laughs> anyway uh so that being said we can move on from two scooters theories who knows we'll see we'll see what happens on june 18th but oh the last thing i wanted to say about that that i had forgot to mention uh i'm a little nervous about the fact that it would be juneteenth weekend like june 19th Ooh, that's true so i'm not sure if she would like throw that out do there. that um but no, taylor's a little especially because that. juneteenth was just made a national holiday i guess i just noticed that somewhere on the i think that people were talking about it on the air so we'll see hopefully her pr people would be smart um but also you know it's june 19th or 18th so maybe it's gonna happen during cancer season i would i feel like yeah cancer season is gonna be probably a good one for her It'll be sun in her ninth house. It's an industry thing. Yep. Maybe the Gemini season transit was all her like rebuilding things. There are thoughts. There have been rumors of like would Taylor Swift stop the re-record project because um, there's been things going on with like – the ownership of her old masters right now because Scooter's trying to sell it. And so, yeah. like, she's trying to buy – so, like, there's a new buyer that said, like, Scooter would completely be erased from it. So, I don't know. So, I remember that being, like, a very Mercury retrograde moment. Being like, I thought we were over – I thought this was yeah. done. And then, like, revisiting. I mean, so I, I wonder, definitely but see – Fair point see- about Juneteenth. 
I could definitely see cancer coming, cancer season coming out and her maybe whatever negotiations, negotiations and plans she's been making will be brought out into the light, I think, out of the eighth house into a ninth house, you know. But that's like a good I said, point. We'll see. We should anyway, see. So let's get on to the task at hand. T- <laughs> yeah. So today's episode is going to be on Breathe featuring okay. Colby Calais. So, um, oh, yes. Breathe. It's really hard to if sing I the harmonies for it because it's hard to hear Colby Calais a little bit because yeah. it's such a enhancer. Yeah, she's definitely – you can tell she's the one playing the little – like, you know, that that part because there's the there's the background guitar and then there's the – you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun singing. Okay, yeah, yeah. so uh, here we are. B- breathe. It is our first song that is not like – the most one of her famous songs. She's but man, does it hurt. Oh yeah. We we've mentioned before how she stacked this album like up front with just like hit, 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 single, hit, hit. Like, wow. And now we're getting into some of the good, like other ones. Not I would not say B sides, because it's not like they're not as but but also yeah, B sides. Yeah. So, um so breathe has a little folklore about it which um in the last episode shannon did mention we will kind of fall a little bit into the gaylor rabbit hole but it's been in some ways at least the subject of the song was confirmed by colby calais in an interview with people magazine where she she says and i quote so it's like asking about like what's it like working with taylor colby calais said uh, she, Taylor, knows a lot about every person she's in the room with and generally has an interest. She makes you feel like she loves your work and she has known you forever. I just remember she was so young and the song came in with it. She came in with it was just beautiful. And then she continues and goes, I just had so much respect for her. And I think the song that we did, it was a really special thing. She was writing about something she was going on, going through with a band member at the time and she was pouring her heart out about it. Mm. Who is that person? That person about? It's very strongly rumored and and indicated that it's about Emily Poe, um, Taylor's original fiddle player and her original um, bestie, like super close bestie. That's totally doesn't have any gay vibes at all. No, none at all. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, she was a fiddle player, and so she was touring with Taylor on their for her first album. Um, and so she, you know, the, the story goes that Emily Poe left the band for law school, right? But it's more in the folklore, as we said. And, you know, I love that. I love that you called it folklore because, hello, Taylor. Um, <laughs> but... The folklore around the song is that, you know, something happened with them and made like she had to leave the band and the Gaylers abruptly. Yeah, abruptly. Exactly. Which is a sense why this song is what it is, Um, because in this story of the song, it's clear that like someone did something wrong and like but but also like we know that we have to be separate, like but I have to learn to be without you like it's fine. Um. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty, 
it's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. So I definitely, yeah, we were pretty up the camp that it's about her. But again, yeah, Colby literally said someone in the band. And then there's other examples. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's repeatedly – this song is repeatedly mentioned as like this is about a heartbreak and the loss of a French of close friendship. Yes. Um yeah, it's a close friendship. Um, you know, Emily Poe did end up going to law school after stopping to tour with Taylor. But I don't know, Shannon, me personally, I'm kind of like, this is a little sus because like if she was going to school for law school. Taylor, why do you have so many lyrics saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like right? over and over again? It wasn't your fault if she was go- leaving for grad- for law school. So it's very like, that's where I'm kind of like, hmm, this is a little odd, but okay. Like, yeah, it's like, why are we apologizing the- so dramatically? Why is it this emotional? Like, <laughs> There's something more. And, the you know, and they even said like one of the reasons Kobe Kelly and – Taylor Swift, they were like, yeah, one of the reasons why we think this song resonates with so people is because we don't tell details. It's so vague that it could apply to yep. everyone's lives because like, could it be about your romance breakup? Could it be about your friendship breakup? There's so many. Um, it's it's specific in a way that it hurts. It can really resonate, but vague enough that everyone can apply it with their own personal history, which can kind of go along with a lot of Taylor Swift songs. Yep. Yep. She's she's very good at that blanket blanket uh blanket meaning that people yeah. can project onto, which is peak water moon of her. <laughs> well, continuing the peak water moon of her as well as the Literally. question of like what's what's up with the I'm sorry's if like it wasn't if this was planned or something. The hidden message in the OG release was I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Which is hardly hidden, but uh, as you hear definitely in the beginning of this episode when we all get very excited and having fun with that. But <laughs> but um, but it is not a very hidden message as, of course, it is the end of the song. So it's interesting that it's like she still is just hammering it in with that, you know, like she is like, no, I need people to know that I am sorry. <laughs> and it was just like, what are you sorry for? Yeah. Um. The fun thing about this, though, shout out to Taylor Swift's MySpace because we have an approximate date for when her and Kobe recorded Breathe, wrote and recorded Breathe. MySpace throwback. Shout out. Shout out to the Swifties for having such a meticulous log of things to look up and find, particularly in Tumblr. Incredible. Um, So we are looking for – It's really beautiful. It's yeah, especially because it's just like wow. Thank like the astrology me is like incredible. I have so many dates, no times, but you know I'll take it. I'll take dates. Literally close enough, close enough, as good as we can. Close enough. So um, we are pulling up transits for Taylor Swift for December five, two thousand seven. In the MySpace post, she mentioned she's like yeah. Um, she's like, it's a picture of me and Colby Calais, and no, it's not doctored. We wrote a killer song together, blah, blah, blah. And she even was like, I wanted to make sure the volume was really loud for Colby on her background vocals for the song because I really wanted everyone to hear her. Um, it's cute. Like, she seems super stoked. So December 5, 2007, 
What do you What are you taking away from the charts, Shan? <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna give the first thing, and then I'm going to give the Gaelic thing, because there's, like, two separate vibes. I mean, not separate vibes. It's, like, I'm curious if what you saw is what I clocked for the Gaelic side. Oh, I feel like I think you know. (laughs) It's, like, really (laughs) fucking obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) literally, this is definitely one of those things astrologers would look at and be like, wow, a secret relationship. Like, (laughs) Like dead on. Um, so Just like in the love story literally. charts. All the love story charts had something in the 12th house. Even I think even the moon and Libra at one point. Yeah, it was exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly oh, Libra. Oh, my fucking God. Okay. Um, so for the listeners. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. For so the for, listeners. Okay, so, so for the listeners, um, the what we're talking about. So we're flabbergasted laughing over the fact that transiting venus so this is at the time of the writing and recording right so the actual mm-hmm. like birth of the song not necessarily the birth of the pr- public song this is the original like, the like inspo you know yeah approximately but we can right. kind of like i would still take this moon and libra because i this feels really correct you know what could mm-hmm. be different is the moon could have been like closer to the venus <laughs> Or farther from the Venus, because that would uh, signify how, like, removed, uh, like, the lovers are apart from each other. Yeah. So, the, um, yeah, transiting uh, transiting Moon and Venus both are in Libra. Moon is applying to Venus. It's getting closer to Venus, and it's got a little ways, but it's not, so it's not, like, conjunct. But, whew, wow, it is. Like, that was that. And then the other thing I immediately noted, too, was mars and cancer exactly opposite within one degree of her mercury and conjunct within two degrees her jupiter Mm -hmm. so this mars this song that's like about a breakup but it's about a this oh my god wait (laughs) this song actually feels so cancer mars to me because you can't and it's a retrograde mars transit too so not only wait this was literally (laughs) This was our first, was this our first like true retrograde Mars return? Because <laughs> you and I both have Mars, Cancer, and retrograde. Everybody listening, we're oh. blessed with that beautiful transit. My in our God. Chart. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> so, oh that being said, God. this detriment Mars, or Mars in fall retrograde on her Jupiter opposite her Mercury, and she is writing about a literal breakup, but it's a breakup that isn't. The true Mars breakup that's like forever and always where it's like, I am angry and you told me this thing and I'm mad at you and we're fighting. No, this is like a like a sad, longing, like upset, like emotional split and something that they just have to live with. It's very cancer fucking Mars, honestly. Wow. I am living. I'm shook. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't like love this for her, but this makes so much sense for the song. Um, and mm-hmm. other than that, like there's a lot of Sagittarius action happening and Sagittarius Mercury. She's about to be, it's about she she loves to write either in or about December because this is definitely her almost her birthday. And mm-hmm. Jupiter is in Sagittarius. Yeah, wow. So anyway. Is that a Jupiter Pluto conjunction I see? Almost, yeah. Dang. Wow. Wow. 
week. Well, I am so shook. Uh, Gaylers. Gaylers out there listening. Um, this is a big, big win for us. Big win with that 12th house Venus, y'all. <laughs> and the 12th house moon. <laughs> it's a win. I'm taking it. Plus a detriment of ours, too, with like a sexuality being different and like not as traditional because you know what that means then with the 12th house libra moon the 12th house libra moon is ruling the cancer mars retrograde oh my god oh my god (laughs) and how it was like she was the one who broke it off and mars and now she's living yeah and yeah exactly she's the one living with it and that's why she can't stop saying i'm sorry oh my god. my god iconic wow all right well oh my this goodness. chart is amazing i will i want to frame it. this chart i want to frame t- this chart i will take it for what it is what we think it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway what's next <laughs> okay so the song would later debut as a rhapsody exclusive special release <laughs> remember rhapsody yeah uh, on october 21 2008 Wow, look at the um, look at the sun at the same place as Venus was when she wrote the Oh, I'm sorry. For listeners, we're looking at transits for October 21, 2008. Just a yeah. reminder when you're looking it up. So, yes, sun. Is it the exact degree? It's all – like it's so close. Let me look. Wait. Oh, my God. So that's Venus, nuts. Venus was at 29 degrees Libra and this was at 20 <sighs> – Wait, 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 hang on, son. 27! What's that thing about 29 degrees? (laughs) What's that thing about 29 degrees? About fame? That anoretic fame. Yeah, right? Like, this this is very meant to be. But, oh, my God, I can't believe the sun is in that same spot. I love – I've really loved looking at transit charts like this and noting those moments where it's like, oh, wow, this chart is different, but all these planets are in different places. Because, of course, when writing the song, it's – drawing from the cancer mars and the the um and the detriment so the cancer mars fall and fall but the domicile venus it's just in the 12th right so it's mm-hmm. drawing from that but then the release we have moon in cancer sun in libra and then mars is in her first house like it's like bringing all of that out to light and mars is in domicile again and it's kind of almost like taking the power by being able to release these songs like i think about you know, unrelated to Taylor, but like I think about like Beyonce, it's Lemonade, where like mm-hmm. you know, releasing an album like that does kind of take the narrative power back of like, no, this is it. Like my husband cheated, he cheated like this. This is how we healed. This is what we did. Like, and I think that that's similar with this song, but not directly. But it's taking it out, like showing, like yeah, like it was my fault. Like I'm the one that did this. Like I will, I'm own it up. Yeah. I wonder if where Mercury is in the release chart is where the moon was at the time of the actual recording. Because the December 5 is like after the fact. Right. Mercury's so, at nine. Moon yeah. was at now moon was at 20 degrees Libra. It was a lot closer to Venus. Um, but this yeah, is more but- like what you said. Uh if the moon, oh, like if the if the moon was somewhere, yeah, else. like say yeah. it was on like December four, December three. What up, my birthday? Yeah, um, yeah. If it was like December three or four, for example, and then Taylor like wrote the MySpace post like the day after MySpace. That's what I'm. That's what 
that's what I'm clocking with yeah. that Mercury. I see what you mean. Um, yes, I feel like that could be the case, especially because I was going to say, I was like, especially because you said, like, if the moon is different, and then I realized we're talking about the same thing. Mer- again, Mercury retrograde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I <laughs> – yeah, right. I was not a disagreeing with you. I was like, cool, yeah, cool. yeah, I think we're on the same track. We're just like missing oh, each other. Wait, speaking of another replacement, look at Venus and Sagittarius right where Mercury was when she wrote it. And it's now like, she's, she's making art out of what she was car- She was, was writing. writing. Yeah. yeah, about this thing, about this old shame. Yeah. Also, like, man – I'm thinking about Pluto and Sagittarius is like really close to entering Capricorn, AKA when we have theorized to be the kind of, I mean, honestly, Pluto Capricorn, I could safely say is like the age of Taylor Swift. Like this. And I don't think. And what a ride it was. Right. I don't necessarily think that Pluto Aquarius won't be an age of Taylor. You know what I mean? But yeah, the the age. ascension, yeah, the like, fall, and then reascension again. The fully involved being everywhere in the public, like that, and in all of the different areas, like it's everywhere. So I'm wondering again yeah. with Pluto, God, Pluto, when Pluto gets to her Venus, what is going to happen? I have a, I have a hope and gay, I have a gayler prayer for what could happen, but it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. We're not thinking that far. But that being said, Pluto being in Sagittarius. For this release, it's like right at the end. It's at 28 degrees. So it's like kind of that shedding. Like this song is very much shedding a like era mm-hmm. from prior. Like it's it's leaving. It's a, it has this, again, the leaving behind vibe. And I just, mm, mm-hmm. chef's kiss. Also, we haven't talked about how Breathe, the song, has so much fiddle in it. Oh, of course. So oh, much fiddle, yeah, and the outro so much fiddle too. solos, yup, and was, she's bringing to like, life, Dang. yeah, exactly. But you said she's bringing to life. <sighs> oh what? my goodness, she's bringing to life like her sorrow from the this from the crumbling of this friendship with her fiddle player. Yep, it's front and center. <laughs> I just had to throw my cat like catapulted away because he already y'all he already stepped on my computer once while we were recording this earlier so it's like I have to keep him away I'm like stop trying to step on the laptop like yeah I got distracted because I just saw Shannon just like take her cat and just like throw him and I was just like wow I only threw him to my left onto the couch a foot away she didn't throw him across the room yeah no Shannon loves her boys so much he's looking at me like he's like Aren't you gonna pet me? Aren't you gonna do it? I'm like, okay. But anyway. I bet you and Taylor have so much in common because yeah. she had the same problem during while recording folklore nevermore. Wait, oh my god, stop. Like imagine her trying to sing cardigan and being like, Meredith, I need you to go away. And just like doing exactly what she did, picking up the cat and putting it on the other side of the bed or something. Wow, that's so funny. Also, just that makes me think like knowing Jack, he probably like threw in a recording of the cat somewhere layered. That doesn't sound like a cat, but it's it's layered in the vocal somewhere, I bet. (laughs) Because Jack is that person. He's like recording the street and whatever, but wow. So anyway, yeah, cats are a nuisance when they think they should be being talked to. But anyway, all right. 
So that All was right. an amazing chart. So let's look at uh, on. Yeah, the collab. So Colby Calais was born uh, Tuesday, May 28. I can't see. I'm going blind. This Mercury retrograde. May 28, 1985. Uh, the time's unconfirmed, so we don't have like – we can't really do houses. Um Maybe we could figure out an ascendant, but really, like, no houses. But so we're only looking at planets. Um, kind of running down her chart. She's got a Gemini. She's got a Gemini Sun, Cancer Moon, Capricorn Mercury. Is that a Capricorn? Yeah, Capricorn Mercury. Oh, oh no, no, Taurus oh, Mercury. Taurus. Wait. Oh no, my. Oh, that's why. My Oh, sorry, wait, am I looking? I was at on the... the wrong chart. I was on the wrong chart. My bad. Okay. Kobe Calais chart. Just a quick little rundown. Uh, we got a Gemini Sun. We got a Virgo moon. We got a Taurus Mercury, Aries Venus, Gemini Mars, Aquarius Jupiter, and a Scorpio Saturn. Wow, Saturn and Taylor's first, and she's the Teacher. Elder teacher that is showing Taylor the ways of the songwriting and the wow. And just like providing her vocals, but not like actual, not like the center of the song, like just the guiding. Yes. The guiding background. Being I'm pretty sure her Saturn is applying to Taylor's um, Ascendant in Mars. Oh, let me see. Pretty sure they have a Mars Saturn conjunction. Uh yeah yeah Mars yeah, yeah. Mars is a her Mars is a twenty six and Colby's Saturn is a twenty three. Yep yep yep. Um, Virgo Moon Moon Colby's Moon is in Taylor's right on Taylor's Midheaven. Literally like might as well be yeah right the fuck on it. Wait Moon twelve Midheaven eight yeah wow really close. Really, really close. Um, I love that, like, she's got – I mean, okay, so two things I noticed. She's got Venus in Aries, and as we've been noting with Aaron yes. Desner, with Jack Antonoff, with Abigail, now Colby, and Taylor is routine. Oh, and T-Pain. I forgot about T-Pain. <laughs> we are consistently seeing people who Taylor collapsed with with prominent Aries placements, usually in Aries Venus. I think T-Pain is our first Aries moon. I'm living for the variety of Aries that we're getting. Like, this so is beautiful. So much. Well, like, I think of Aaron Desner because Aaron Desner has a giant, like, um, Taurus stellium, but it's all ruled by his Aries Venus. Yep. Which makes uh, – and that's all – like, I also see Taurus placements. She – like, Colby's got – which would be in Taylor's seventh house. Tor, do uh, you see this Mercury situation? Mercury. <laughs> exactly. Literally on her descendant. Like, the the wow. songwriting colla- – like, this, 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 this synastry makes endless sense for a songwriting collaboration – because it's so like if you want to get super technical mercury in the seventh on the descendant songwriting is mercury we are collaborating in the seventh house but opposite the mars and the saturn of these two people and it's like really putting this partnership like this mentorship vibe it's like we're getting all of 
We're getting all of it. Also, I mean, really, yeah. if we're going to be uh, talking about the Scorpio stuff, think about how Colby might be one of the earliest <laughs> – back to Gaylor. Uh Colby might be one of the earliest people to potentially know about Taylor's relationship, potentially, with – Or, like, what was going on. Right. What happened. But either way, Maybe. it's interesting that she's but, – but like Scorpio, right? The secret keepers and the Saturn and she's like, cool, I got this for you. I'll hold it to – I'll hold it long term for you. Like no problem because again, artists – and I and this is even like just for any like queer type artist or like anything. It's like people aren't going to out you if they're – unless they're shitty people and I don't think Colby Kelly is a shitty person. So it's one of those things like if, you know, no. spe- skeptical – She seems very sweet. Skeptical – uh, of or no the, the, the what is it uh, speculation if she and emily were in a somewhat more of a intense relationship than a friendship uh colby might know so it's interesting again scorpio stuff i'm like wow the saturn is opposite the mercury we're writing this song but we can't really tell you what it's about but we can tell you what it's about a little bit it's just it's just yeah she knew she yeah. knew that it was something to do with her with tail with a band member that Taylor yeah. was going through at the time. Um, the thing I think is interesting is um, – oh, shoot. I lost it. Something, 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 something. Uh, well, was it Jupiter on the North Node? Was it North Node of the 7th? Was it Sun Chiron? Oh, Colby Halle has a Sun Chiron conjunction, which somehow feels right to me. And I don't even oh, know yeah? To descri- I don't know how to describe it because I don't know a lot of, about Colby, but like – something about it but colby calais jupiter exactly on uh taylor's midheaven or not midheaven a north node uh -hmm. there's there's a lot of good sinistry here again back to that songwriting sinistry what were you gonna say now i remember what it was because you were talking about how it makes so much sense sinistry wise like i'm thinking about the story of how colby like in the myspace blog taylor's like yeah i happen to be in town with colby so i asked colby to like Taylor asked Colby to to be on her song wow. and it was like super Old. quick easy like super la- like like they they did it it was like a one day thing really easy first like the first time around and then the second time around she was like I'm so like interviews she's like I'm so thankful that like Colby totally was game to just to do the vocals again with me yep. and it was like every from what it sounds like like there's even like this cute making a breathe video with the two of them that's like fun. There wasn't really anything like noteworthy because it was just like highlights of them in the studio. For but sure. it looked like it was like it was like you ever have people that you collab with and you're just like that was so easy. Like we were just like always on the same page. Not a lot of push and pull, not a lot of fighting, not a lot of like compromise. It was just kind of like this all works. Yep. No, yeah, I and that's that. what I was thinking when you were talking about um uh Mercury uh colby's mercury right on taylor's descendant yep yeah it's like it it's really uh kismet you know like again yeah. the stars is a, have aligned or something <laughs> sometimes it's like did it did an astrologer elect this or did the election just elect you mm, yeah. and sometimes it's both it, it could be and, both oh, right uh i love the i do it is just like it just tickles me whenever I note things where I'm like, wow, astrology really be astrologying like mm-hmm. hard right here. Um, so anyway, let's look at the next, which I'm like so hyped. Wow. First time Taylor ever performed Breathe Live. 
which was on the Reputation Tour. This is a fun fact. So Taylor never wow. performed Breathe live until August wow. 18, 2018. I even have the time because based off of um, – it was in Miami, Florida. It was on the Reputation Tour. And based off people live tweeting at the time – it, around 10.30 p.m., Taylor performs Breathe for the first time, like, ever. Ever. Wow. Ever. I so I pulled you up. got a live tweet. Isn't that – I felt like such a creep. I mean, like, it's a normal feeling for me to be kind of like, well, I'm incredibly thorough in my research. No, we – But approximately 10.30-ish, which it kind of tracks, like – yeah, her Concerts shows go super late. And yeah. Taylor Taylor shows are really long, so they probably go at least till eleven fifteen or eleven thirty, including encores and stuff. So yeah, I'm definitely that makes sense. Yeah, so but and especially in East Coast, it's probably later. Yeah, so yeah. wow, ten thirty seems about right. So uh, so it, either again. way, the ascendant is really late. Degree, and we're not really late, like super late, but it's like it's late enough to where even half an it's hour. It's like in the this, middle. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still going to be in the same time. Been the same, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Wowza! So the first thing I'm seeing is that the ascendant in Aries is—is is it conjunct Colby's a Venus? <gasps> oh wow! Well, she performed this alone, to my right. knowledge, but, but it's still the in- it's invocation. The yeah, the invocation of it. Wow. wow, it's two degrees off Aries. Um, Aries. So the the chart is an Aries rising. Um, at twenty, she's performing degrees. the Colby song. That's but wild. But it's twenty two. Her uh, the Colby's Venus is at twenty two. But either oh, way, wow. wow. And then <laughs> the retrograde. All of the retrograde planets in this chart. Wait, four of them, which is like, of course, she's pulling one from the true. Like, no, wait a minute. Okay. Saturn, Pluto, Mars, Neptune, Chiron, Uranus, Mercury, all retrograde. Seven, seven, iconic That's- number seven. Fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. This is crazy that she, like, literally, she pulled out the furthest, fullest, fullest retrograde song to pull out and put there. Not only that, the the retrograde Mars is at 29 degrees Capricorn. Just like when it was written. It was Except written it's in a different Cancer. It's the opposite. Like, <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. And the MC of this chart is in Cap too. So it's like putting, again, it's putting Saturn, Pluto, and Mars all in the 10th. Um, Pluto is actually the closest to the midheaven. That's wild. Also, okay, wait, Jupiter in the eighth. So it's wow. And then so we have this one, we have all these retrogrades, and then the one little domicile Venus in the seventh, which is in Libra! Just like when it was written. I knew you would love this. I knew you would love this. I was this like, is this so is a wild good. chart. Also, like, it was a, it was, you know, because Taylor does surprise songs, like, no one saw Breathe coming. Yeah, yeah it was no it's interesting how she does it too, where she like picks the couple of surprise songs she wants to play and then does it through those tours, but like, that's it. And then she doesn't do them at or in any other tour. And it's like, well, if you didn't catch me on that one you're not gonna get that deep cut and i'm gonna give you this other deep cut of this other tour like mm-hmm. it's great but um oh. wow i just scrolled down to look at the synastry we'll keep talking about the yeah. planets of it but now with taylor 
Yeah. Wow. Now look at the transit. Look at the sinistry of when she performed it to what's going on in her chart. Her, this is insane. So, uh, so it's, you know, what's interesting. Yeah. To think about. So, and for anybody listening, so anybody, everybody who's listening, um, the first chart we're talking about, we're talking about it as an event standalone. So it's interesting to think about how it's like, wow, like I can analyze this event that Taylor is doing, which is now this is the event happening to Taylor, you know, like the other chart is like how anybody could perceive the event, but this is like specific to Taylor. So like a sinistry chart with an event is like that. It's like centering it with you of being like, what did this event do? A timed event like this one. Well, how did this event affect my exact chart? And like, how do I set? So this is essentially, this is really cool to think about in my brain where I'm like, okay, so I was just thinking about the event itself. But now I can look at, for instance, the Leo Sun, the Leo Mercury retrograde and the Leo North Node in her 10th house. And she's pulling a song out and putting it in public, like a retrograde song, essentially with the Mercury retrograde representation, putting that in the 10th, like she's performing it. She's doing that. We mm-hmm. Meanwhile... <gasps> Shut the fuck up. Meanwhile, in the chart before that, those three Leo placements are in the fifth house because the people are at the concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and this ah! is like some inner child healing because, like, I think of Taylor's IC being in the fifth house. Whenever I see something in the fifth house, at least for how I'm interpreting things, it's like if there's a lot of fifth house action in general, just because of like where her IC is. I'm like, I wonder if this is some inner child healing. No, for sure. Like, why did she pick breathe? No one really knows. Why did she pick it? But she picked it. And, but either way, it's like, it is, because it's true. It's like, that's what's cool about the fifth house is it is both of those things. It's like the inner child, the childhood experience and all of that stuff. But then it is also just like everything that's fun, concerts, sports. Games, yeah, exactly. Things. Exactly. And so yeah, like she's we're doing this. It's the the super literal and then the more like and then there's also cuz it is both and. It's like she yeah. is this is inner child. Also, speaking of the MC of the chart being exactly on her Saturn. Like <gasps> so good. So it's like so truly good. it's like it's also, you know, the song is taking responsibility for doing something. And so it's like it's crazy but that she's from just ages ago. Age, yeah. from ages ago. But it's Capricorn placements, baby, and you know what that but means? Also, yeah, yeah tail as old as time. That shit Tales. will always stick. And then the wild thing is, again, maybe this is the tr- this is the aspect that points out that she's never played this live. Yeah, and she's finally being like, she's finally wow. matured to be like, I can play this out in public. Yep, yep. And she okay. finally does it. I love it, which also, again, <gasps> just makes me think, like, Taylor, why were you so nervous to play this song in public? <laughs> like, you know? the folklore mm-hmm. of It's just breathe. really – It's, it's like, just so good. <laughs> I'm just so confused. Because, like, again, again, we have Venus in – Libra transiting her 12th house and the descendant of the chart of the event of her performing it is in her 12th. Like, it's again, it's wow, something about a secret. There was some kind of a secret going on. We, we as the public don't know, mm -hmm. we can definitely suspect, but yes. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm thriving. Yeah, I love. I love having, first of all, I love having time charts because yeah, like 
obviously with every other chart we've been doing, um, it's just as fun, just as exciting. We've had just as many cool revelations, but seeing the added addition of the ascendant angles, like the ascendant, descendant, MCIC, like really puts into a true perspective of like shift of like, all right, this is, this is the moment. Like, and it really fits with this. Cause again, ascendant in her sixth with Chiron retrograde in her sixth, like, (sighs) okay. Wow. I love it. So I'm so hyped to now talk about the lyrics because I'm just like rejuvenate. All of this is good. So good. Mm. Fucking nuts. Fucking nuts. Wow. All right. Well, (laughs) we're going to go into our next segment, which is the lyric analysis. The lyric analysis. I'm so excited. I love this part. I love – and I feel like, again, since this is a little more deep cut, it's going to be fun to think about this with astrology, where I've thought about all these other songs so much. Yeah, especially because we have uh, when it was act- approximate day of when it was written. Yes. We have it when it was performed out in public for the first time. Like we have so, so many, many cuts that we can pull either from Taylor's chart or from the birth charts of the song. Yep. And I'm ready. I'm ready. Do you have any predictions before we dive in? Um, I feel a lot of Libra Venus. 12th house v- Libra yeah. Venus. Well, for sure. Like now with that, it's like oh, that almost feels like the easiest answer. But yeah. uh, but with her own chart, I was I was thinking we are having cancer energy is strong in this song. This one. And 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 all always when we talk about anything where there's oppositions in the chart, it will end up bringing up the opposition. But this too, this still just feels very cancery with the hint of Saturn because of the responsibility of like, I've done this and I'm sorry, you know, but it's the, it's way more emotional. It's more cancery. It's more Jupiter moon and Chiron than it is Saturn, you know? <clears throat> so, you know, what's wild now that I'm listening to you talk about this. Cause you're right. Like anytime we talk about can- the cancer energy, it's inevitable. We will talk about the Capricorn opposition. It's so prevalent in Taylor's chart. But, like, I'm thinking back to the event charts for Breathe, and I'm like, damn, Saturn is there, but not, like, it's not, not as prevalent. It's not as prevalent. The only time – the honestly, the only time I'm like, wow, Saturn really is that Saturn conjunct the event charts midheaven, her Saturn right on the midheaven, and how, like – maybe this is kind of getting some confirmation bias from the uh, – from the Gaylor from the Gaylor folklore, but like, who made the decision for this breakup? Yeah, I mean, we say it's Taylor because Taylor's the one owning up to it and saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." But like, I mean, she could be apologizing for her team, you know? Yeah, she I'm could sorry, be apologizing like, for the authorities that made this or, decision. Or you're a, a teenager. Or you're a teenager and you're just saying sorry because you don't know what else to say. Like, and yeah. you don't know. Like, you don't know how to – so, okay. So you know how, like, you always – it used to just always be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel this way. or But I'm not sorry you feel this way. But people would be like, wow, this ho- this thing happened to me. And it's unrelated to you. But then your first thing is, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, but you don't – that's not what I'm sorry is for, right? So it's mm-hmm. like I wonder if she's saying I'm sorry, like you said, for her team or for her or for yeah. both. Yeah. We don't, we don't know. 
There's so, it's like there's so many details, but Too not much. any details at all. Twelfth house. Twelfth house. Just like in love story. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if they're connected. I don't wonder all the time. <laughs> okay. So I am going to go verse by verse. Um until we get to the end. And I'm at so the excited. very end, we'll highlight our top picks, also, I have our my, um, astrological lyric picks, and then pick one true winner for this round. All right. I see your face in my mind as I drove, as I drive away. Because none of us thought this was ever – oh, sorry. Ah, sorry, Mercury retrograde. I have to make this bigger. I'm just going to make this – there you go. Do okay. It. Yes. All right, I'm going to try this again. All right, starting from the top. <laughs> I see your face in my mind as I drive away because none of us thought it was going to end that way. People are people, and sometimes we change our minds. But it's killing me to see you go after all this time. And then, it already started playing in my head when you finished that. So before we go to verse two, thoughts? Um, so I have my handy dandy notebook um, yes. <laughs> where I'm tallying all my words of the songs. And I've been having a very fun time. Lots of different color coding. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. we have a reference of driving immediately. She loves that. Um, and, and this is interesting, too, because she's driving away instead of like driving towards, towards. something. Excuse me. And, but yeah, I mean, this is like the, I mean, this is like the year, the the surprise. None of us thought this was going to happen. I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to think, like, astrology wise. I think. I don't have anything right off the bat. The ultimate thing I can think of immediately, like, change our minds is very, like, it's very Aquarius. Libra. But it's also very Aquarius. It's also very Aquarius. Um, and she's yeah. got her Aquarius Venus and North Node. Uh, but definitely a longing, right? We have a time reference. There's Saturn reference. Oh, wait. After, all this, after time. all this time. No, thank you. Because I have time on my tally. And sometimes I skip. Yeah. I, it, my brain doesn't see it. Okay, yeah. perfect. It's killing me to see you go after all this time. Yeah. There's a Saturn reference. So Yeah. I literally have – it. I have a note too next to time. I go, not that time. Like that one time or this time. No, it's the specifically time like clock. Time like time. You're, yeah. And all this time. Yeah, you're right. Saturn. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on to verse two. Okay. The music starts playing like the end of a sad movie. It's the kind of ending you don't really want to see because it's a tra- it's tragedy and it'll only bring you down. Now, I don't know what to be without you around. Mm. Yeah. This is okay. so emo. It is. And also this is this is where cancer starts coming in, the, yeah. especially because there's no one that will cry at a movie like a cancer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she has her move. She has her IC in Pisces, which is another sign that loves to cry uh, during can- during movies. As a Pisces moon, I will call myself out on that. Um, and same, her same. right, her Pisces minute, or her Pisces fifth house too, ruled by the Cancer Jupiter. Like it's all connected. Um, and yes, yeah, so big time of like because it's both 
the movie, the end of a sad movie, cancers, you know, they love to listen and watch sad things when they're sad. <laughs> Just put I mean, it further in there, you know. My um, Cancer Mars is ruled by my Pisces moon. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have a whole playlist of when I need to cry and I can't get it out. I have a whole movie and TV series playlist. I know what episode to watch it. just to make me cry. And then sometimes I'm like, okay. It to happen. Yeah, sometimes you need to cry, man. Yeah, okay. and this is, yeah, she's calling this a tragedy. Like, it's very, like, yeah, like you said, emo. So emo. All right. I'll do the pre-chorus and to the chorus. Yes. And we know it's never simple, never easy, never a clean break. No one here to save me. You're the only thing I know, like the back of my hand. And I can't breathe without you, but I have to. Breathe without you, but I have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. here we are with just this thing. I'm thinking back to the Cancer Mars and the chart of her writing it with the never yeah. clean break. No one's here to – like never easy. It's not simple. But what I think is interesting here too and is like very low-key but is here – no one here to save me she's very like obviously we know she's very wrapped up in the fairy tales but this is kind of starting like this song Mm -hmm. is kind of the shift in the album itself of like getting from the whole i was in all of this like fantasy land and now i'm learning like I'm really figuring it out. And this is the hard shit. Like, this is the hard shit that comes. Again, huh, Saturn. Sa- again, Saturn off moon. Like, she's she's really she's really laying it out there. And again, yeah. the, the responsibility of it and just knowing someone so well, like the back of my hand is a very uh, wait. You're the only thing I know, like the back of my hand. It's a fucking Mercury ruled by the hand in the third house, best friends, Saturn. Mm-hmm. Like literally it's the longest time. Like, wow. All mm. opposite her moon and all opposite that Cancer Mars just going through right through her Cancer Stellium at, at the time of this writing. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, and okay. – but I think also it's funny. I always like – I want to – think about breathe being with air right and I yeah think there's of, not a lot of air vibes but i think about I mean, her the only thing is her air venus right yeah which is kind and, of funny but it's like again relating yeah i mean really when i think of air for this song i'm i can't stop thinking about that libra 12th house yeah yeah it's strong it's it's strong. so strong that's where i but I feel like that's in when it's about people and like changing their minds because I prescribe to that. <laughs> Libra stereotype. No, literally, yes. Yes. Okay. So the verse three. Never wanted this. Never want to see you hurt. Every little bump in the road, I tried to swerve. But people are people and sometimes it doesn't work out. And nothing we say is going to save us from the fallout. Oof. I mean, fallout is, you know, the Saturnian lesson of like, what are the consequences of your actions? Wow. Am I going to like change my mind from the whole thing where I was like, I don't think this is very Saturn. (laughs) Just like love story. Just like love story. Uh, I mean, this is still, I will still hold to it. It's still super moon, super, super moon, moon. 
Yeah, especially with how emo she is. Mm-hmm. Come on, a Cancer Moon being emo? Uh, I've never heard of that uh, my entire mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. What? Literally, like, gosh. It's just moon and domicile things, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, but – and then, again, we have the bump in the road, tried to swerve. It's like all of these – it's like the common th- – it's just – wow. Just over and over. But issues. you know what's wild? Like these little metaphors she's putting in, they're not – they're like – they're not massive tragedies. Yeah. They're just like little – like bump in yep. the roads. That happens. Swerves. Oops, that happens. Yep. Like – um, but people the people. way, yeah, but I go back to the tragedy, like end of a sad movie. That's not a big deal, but she makes the point. It's a, tra- it's tragedy and it'll bring you down. Like she, it's like all these, it's like almost like accumulation of all these little things. It's what's making her be like, this is a tragedy. Yep. I mean, but, and that's also sometimes very reflective of relationships even yeah. both friendship and both platonic and romantic. Like sometimes, yeah, it is just a bunch of little things that add up and it isn't a huge issue. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I also think it applies to like the depth of her emotion, right? Cause like when yep. you first hear it, like when, like when you first hear like who the song is likely about, you're like, Oh, it's about like a band member leaving. Like what's the big deal? They left for, for a law school Mm -hmm. but the song implies like but then there's like another layer more like emotional law school yeah (laughs) all right um i'll do the pre-chorus and the chorus and then i'll just go right into the bridge because we've heard the pre-chorus in the chorus before and we know it's never simple never easy never a clean break no one here to save me you're the only thing i know like the back of my hand and I can't breathe without you, but I have to breathe without you, but I have to. It's 2 a.m. feeling like I just lost a friend. Hope you know it's not easy, easy for me. It's 2 a.m. feeling like I just lost a friend. Hope you know this ain't easy, easy for me. 2 a.m. Mars. There is the Mars. She loves the middle of the night. night. Cancer Mars and and the Cancer Moon. Specifically 2 a.m. Like she references, this is not the first time she will mention 2 a.m. No, she will reference it several times throughout the course of her career. Yep. And obviously, so here we are. I'm feeling like I just lost a friend. A friend. A friend. (laughs) Feeling like. Feeling like. like it. Emily. Because she just lost a friend, mm-hmm. but she says it's feeling like I just lost a friend. But it's like, but you did, boo. Yeah, and I feel like maybe she was like Sag- Sagittarius, hopeful in that moment, thinking that it wouldn't be that over. way. Yeah, because they did see each other again. I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, like um, apparently, like Emily showed up for Taylor's 18th birthday. Like they did eventually see each other again. So I, I think you're right. It's like classic Sagittarius being like, maybe like the stars will align in a couple of years or something and we'll be okay. Yeah. I think yeah. that – and I mean, uh, that's all you can do as a Sagittarius sometimes is just hope for the best. Hope for the best. Uh, 
All right. And All so, right. so the yeah. pre-chorus, chorus, and then and the Just, iconic outro. Yeah. And we know it's never simple, never easy, never a clean break. No one here to save me. Oh, uh. I can't breathe without you, but I have to. And then she says it three t- more times. Breathe without you, but I have to. Breathe without you, but I have to. Breathe without you, but I have to. And then the outro, Shan, if you want to help me out with it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ooh. Sorry. Wait, how many times did she say I'm sorry? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Like the seven planets retrograde when she does this out. <laughs> Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven. She does it seven times. She says sorry seven times, folks. Like, seven. Wow, she really uh, is that bitch, huh? (laughs) She really is that that numerology girl. It's so funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. She does it seven times. (laughs) I don't... Oh my goodness. I don't know what would be my pick for this. I know. This I, is a tough one. Um, yeah, really tough one. Like, I want to be like, it's the I'm sorry seven times. Oh my God. Honestly, fuck it. Why not? That's so good. Um, I think that that's a good candidate. I think music starts playing through the end of a sad movie, the end, the end you don't really want to see. Like, I feel like that's very, just the very water moon. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I think the, 2 a.m. feeling like I lost a friend. Yeah. Uh, the killing me to see you go after all this time. Good for Cap Saturn or like good for the Saturn vibe. Um, I also think, wait, where is it? Uh, oh, then the chorus. You're the only thing I know, like the back of my hand. I actually am very, uh, very pleased with my Mercury delineation of that in the third house. I really like it. Yeah, I think I might actually end up picking that one. You're the only thing I know, like the back of my hand. Saturn-Mercury conjunction in the third house. I do like that. Mm. I do like that. And it's all opposite, that Cancer stellium. Exactly. You can't talk about it without talking about the moon. But I think that the- This is the moon song. It's the moon. It's the moon song, but it's got Saturn's flavor, you know? Yeah. I can't breathe without you, but I have to. Responsibility and consequence. I have Mm. to. Because I have to endure. Saturn is enduring. I do like you're the only thing I know, like the back of my hand. I do like it. I do like it. Which is funny because I was like, coming when I was coming in, I was like, I think it's 2 a.m. feeling like I just lost a friend is like the front runner. And I do think it's a really good one, uh, especially with, I think it's funny because I feel like I could pick one. I could pick up. I could pick a lyric that's for her chart and mm-hmm. also for the chart of it being written because for the chart of it being written is more of like, you know, this, the, uh, hang on. Well, I don't know. Maybe the none of you thought it was going to end that way. Um, and also Libra Venus in the 12th, it might be a domicile Venus and think about it, it might be like a, like again, they they left on probably at least somewhat okay terms of 
their own people, but they couldn't see each other work with each other anymore. And so it's yeah. kind of like the the diplomacy of like, okay, we can have this breakup, but we also still know each other. Like it's like friends with your ex kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so it's that vibe. So maybe that's like something with the Libra 12. But I really think the Cancer Mars too – that addition of like never a clean break, like it's this tragedy. Like I just mm. the Cancer Mars of the writing chart, iconic. Yeah, I really like people are people, and sometimes we change our minds. But it's killing me to see you go after all this time. Ooh, yeah, that's really good. Which is also in the same vein of like never a clean break, no one here to save me. You're the only thing I know, like the back of my hand. Oh, this Cap- is so hard. No, but that cancer, if you think about it, the cancer Mars for that first lyric leading into the Saturn lyric with Mercury in the third. Like it's yeah, it all I think I'm- speaks. I think you. I think you're. I really agree with you. I think it's that pre-chorus line: "Never a clean break, no one here to save me. You're the only thing I know, like the back of my hand." It's I gonna be it. my pick. No, I I'm, love I'm, it. I'm going with it too, because yay, fab. fab. Wow, what a fun. I mean, not a fun song, but like I really poor Taylor. I love the song, and also yeah, poor Taylor. Poor Taylor. That's a hard. This was a like. You know, I understand why it took her years to be able to play the song in public. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as someone who um, also has had, um, shout out queer, queer women, queer femmes, we have, this is a very common experience, uh, but we get very, very, very close, very, very, very close best friends um, and then always have these dramatic not always, but a lot of us have these dramatic breaks. And for me, I've had lots of them. Uh, and this kind of is leading into our like last little section uh, before we roll out of like, where were we with the song, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because I think about in high school, like I had friends that I just, that we all would fall out, have some fallout. And then it would just be all of these consequences. Like, I remember learning so many. Maybe this is our Saturn and the ninth opposite the third. Like, the schooling thing. Um, an opposite Chiron in the third, especially. Like, I feel like I didn't. Um, wow, was I losing my train of thought? It was. Did you always feel like you had to learn over and over again? Like, yeah, friendships? Like, like, it was a lot of, like. <sighs> And it was always hard lessons of school friends. Yeah, literally. And always realize, and it was always happening because again, you're in high school, but it was always happening at school. Like the worst of my, and yeah, that's what's actually interesting too. I think about Chiron is like the worst of my, like anything that I could call, not anything. There's definitely other things, but a lot of the early stuff that I was perceiving when I was younger as like my more traumatic moments were always in school, like never at home. Um, some things at home for sure, but like just, I always perceived it at that time. Cause now I look back and I'm like, Oh girl, your home life was, Ooh, but at the time I was like, school is the worst. <laughs> Because everybody wow. there sucks. <laughs> well, it's interesting too. It's almost like same delineation but different manifestations because a lot of my memories of processing some like traumatic stuff was always centered around school and not just high school because I went – I had a really rigorous 
undergrad. So it was also like very dramatic things happened when I was in college. Like, um, I, my therapist was like, music school was kind of traumatic for you. And I had to be like, uh, yeah, I guess well, you want to, you want to talk about it. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because it always centered on friendships as well. But instead, yeah. for yours, it was mostly in high school. Mine, I did oh, well, have blow-ups in high school. It continued yeah. into college. <laughs> it, it flowed into college until I was, like, done school. Um, oh, mine – yep. No, literally all throughout college, I had three different, like – friend groups and all three of them I ended up falling out with at college. I'm thankfully friends uh, with some of them again, but it's like it is wild that I had these different sections of college were like more associated with these different people and broke off. That's nuts because like for me in college, I felt like I was very alone and it was always me trying so hard to connect with other people. Um yeah. versus yours. It's it's the same delineation. It's just a different manifestation. It's like we're gonna have issues of friends in school. Yours was like you would make one and then you guys would fall out and then you have to start all over again. Mine was I'm just looking for one group of friends <laughs> to just stay and be my friend. Please be uh, my friend. Yeah. Oh wow. You gotta love it. Um that's how I felt when I moved to New York. It was that that vibe of like I just need a group of friends now. Like you just need friends. Yeah, I feel like, and that's funny because, and you actively went out to look for friends, and I mm. feel like for me because I had this similar issue when I came up here. I was like, "Wow, well, I don't really have a lot of friends," and then I was just like, "I guess I'm just gonna be alone," and I just kind of kept being alone. Um, and then I would like get intimate and like get close to people, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I." I don't know how to do this. And I go back to being alone. <laughs> wow. That's like very Aquarius Saturn. in the Yeah. Like especially Aquarius. That idea of like, because Aquarius is so like that. And I've actually been feeling that way a lot with my Saturn return. And I'm sure you probably are having the same vibe where it's like, there are times too where I've been thinking about it being like, wow, do I even want to belong in this community? Do I even want to do things like this? And then I'm like, well, yeah, I do. But God, being perceived in a community group space right now feels so weird as a yeah. Aquarius Saturn. <laughs> I feel like – and I I had a revelation uh, with a friend the other day and I was just like, I think I toggle between avoidant attachment and anxious attachment. Like sometimes I anxiously want to hold on to people so hard and there's other times I want to be like Lord and literally run away to Antarctica. Like I want to like nope and be like bye. Um Yep. So it's fascinating. Oh, wow. Ugh, Saturn returns. Well, we're going to get another hit soon. Can't wait. I know, right? And I think about, you know, whenever with stations direct again and we're going to have it in February. Wow. Woohoo. I'm intrigued, but anyway, I'm also yeah. intrigued. Um Do we have any What what were we what, do you remember like when this first dropped? Like, did you listen to this a lot? No, I had not ever really heard this song until, you know, Recently. much later. Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of these, and this, because we're getting into the sections of Fearless that, like, if it wasn't on the radio, I didn't listen to it really. And she never performed it live. She didn't perform it on shows. Like, there wasn't, or like on any award show or anything. So it's like, I was, I was definitely not aware of it. But it, the sentiment of it makes 
like it really hits home for me with like different especially if it's going to be about a friend like it really really tracks Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I mean we mentioned this also on um on white horse like I feel like if I did not have the emotional tolerance for more of Taylor's emo songs on fearless so I this was also a skip for young Emmy this was a skip Mm. I was like I can't can't tolerate breathe can't tolerate it's too sad. I can't. I can't handle this. I. Uh, I'm. I'm allergic to this amount of emotions. <laughs> Do not want to feel. I don't want to feel this. So I would just skip it. So I think it's funny because even now, like some of like I already feel it. I'm like, this is this is a, this is a lot for me to witness emotionally, yeah. and I'm also like, I feel I, I feel that teenage. I feel allergic to this amount of feeling, and I <laughs> want like, to. I want to skip it. to the next track. I want to move on. Can we move? Yeah. So, yeah. But it's beautiful lyrically and melodically. It's very pretty. Yeah, I am into it. I'm into Taylor, obviously. Woo! <laughs> me opens up. Mercury Retrograde. Literally me trying to open up her album to look at the next song, which is oh, tell me why. And you're, uh, and then you're not sorry. And then, yeah, we're getting into some of the interesting... Yeah. We're getting into some good vibes. More into the deep cuts. Yeah. I love Tell Me Why. I'm really excited to talk about that one. Oh, can't it's kind wait. of sassy. You know, she's like, yeah. just tell me why you're doing this. Oh, you say you wouldn't. Like, okay, well, just tell me why. I love it. I love it. So cannot wait. Well. Well, yeah. So that's it. All that's right. it. Everybody follow right. us. On, yes, follow uh, us. Twin Fire Signs on Twitter with an underscore between fire and signs. Uh, and I am Astrology Chef. And I am Starry Eyed Data. And uh, Emily makes amazing transit board, bingo boards, and you should go look at the Mercury Retrograde one because it's chaotic. And you'll probably win bingo because this Mercury Retrograde has been insane. And I can't wait for it to be over. Next time, Emily, next time we record, Mercury Mm -hmm. will not be retrograde. Finally. Oh, my God. Guys, listeners, I don't think you understand. Recording this has been an endurance, like, all over the place. It has been a journey. Uh, so I'm excited to be done with not oh, and done it's with be our cancer thing. season. I oh know. my god, we'll finally have things out of our 12th house. Yeah. I mean, our first house. Um, we will my brother's birthday soon. Oh, happy birthday to your brother, cancer babe, cancer babes, cancer season, cancer Venus, like all this good stuff. I just need Mercury to go direct. I feel like I can't. Like between the yes. eclipses and this, I feel like it needs. To I'm be done. incredibly discombobulated now. Yeah, everything is all over, and I feel like yeah, I feel like, and also you know if you think about it with us and our Gemini risings, the first house transits are all about you know reflecting on this, especially with the retrograde right in our first house. It's very much yeah. big, like reflecting on who we are, what we want, our bodies, our energy, our. Um, physical existence essentially but then the second house is like it's a little bit well it'll be more chill but it also because it won't be in the angle but it's like solidifying the values of like all right what from my first house transits because obviously we all have like perfection years so we'll have these highlighted years of our life that we do these things but mm-hmm. the transits are like these different yearly reminders of like all right now we've just worked on ourselves a shitload 
during this season and now what's in this whatever your second house might be for everybody everybody listening uh is this time where you take everything from that chaotic time and you're like let's solidify the stuff i want to keep yes uh yes but anyway love that for us season i love it and again cancer season without the capricorn shit can't wait i hope something we get some taylor news in cancer season please Please. 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 But until then, we will see y'all later. And Emily, love you to the moon and to Saturn. I love you to the moon and to Saturn. <gasps> Just talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye, Astro Swifties. Say anything. I didn't even swear. She didn't even swear? Hello?